This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustlin'. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled H-U-S-T-L-I-N, dot com. Thank you so much for tuning in to Defining Moments Podcast. Get on social media. Find us on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast. On Twitter at Def Moments Pod. That's at D-E-F Moments Pod. We're on all sorts of podcasting platforms from Google to iTunes, iHeartRadio to Spotify. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it. We're also on YouTube so you can see the video edition. Search Defining Moments Podcast. Like it, subscribe to it if you believe in it. And no matter what, show some appreciation today, every day, because someone is always rooting you on. Have you sat in a restaurant, or maybe you stood in line somewhere and you recognize someone, but you just can't quite pinpoint it? That's exactly what happened to me when I was sitting waiting for my dermatology appointment two years ago in Oklahoma City. My name is Wong Lam, your host of the Finding Moments podcast. Two years ago, I was sitting in a waiting room and I noticed this man had green shirt or green polo with maybe blue on it, a lot of Oklahoma City energy on it. And I was like, man, that that's him. That's the guy. That's Billy Walton. He's the director of marketing and communication for the Oklahoma City Energy Professional Soccer Team here locally. First time he shaved his face, no beard, and I recognized him. We had a great conversation. We met up a few times. Billy hosts the Off The Pitch podcast. But more importantly, I got to know him more on a personal level. What drives him? What, what makes him tick? There are gonna be things that you're gonna find out about Billy that you probably did not know. So Billy, Thank you so much for your energy to our city, to the soccer team, and for just being present in the moment every time we speak. You and Tyler keep doing a great job on the podcast with the energy. We're rooting you on. Thank you for your support. End the video. And Margie does everything. So I just, I'm just a host, dude. There are two important people of the show, you and Margie. All right. That's it. So and you make sure you turn the camera on before you say that, don't you? Uh, <laughs> it is on actually, right? <laughs> yeah. So all, all we need is just a one, two, three energy and a clap. And that ties it all in. Awesome. Yeah. So when you're ready. One, two, three energy.
Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest is the new director of marketing and communications for the Oklahoma City Energy, Billy Walton. Welcome to the podcast, well, brother. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a long time it's, coming. It's been a while. Do you remember how we first connected? Um, I think via Twitter. I think it was on Twitter, wasn't it? You reaching out that through there? It was a little bit on Twitter, but when we actually met was at the Skin um you know, get going back over a year and a half ago. Yeah. You took your mom to get her skin checked up. That's right. That's when we finally and, met face yeah. to face. Yeah. And that's you right. just had shaved your beard off. And I kept looking. I was like, I think that's Bill, <laughs> but I'm not for sure. And I remember because it took me a while to place you with your personal account. Because I was yeah. like, okay, Defining Moments Podcast. I think that's him. And then yeah. I was like, that's him. So yeah. I looked up and I was like, ah. <laughs> it's one of those odd moments where you're like, do you say? Yeah, yeah. You got to fight that courage. I yeah, uh, I definitely commend you for fighting the uh, social anxieties to come and actually say hi to a almost complete stranger. Oh man, dude, it's uh it's now knowing you, yeah, it's way in your character yeah. to be like, hey, don't. That's good. Well, I appreciate that, man. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing really well today. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just good to wake up every day. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the way I go nowadays. It's, yeah. Got a family, got got life, yeah. got a good job that I enjoy going to do. So yeah. it's 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 exciting times, even though it's our uh, off season. Right, it's still there's a lot of great challenges to not challenge opportunities. A lot of great opportunities that you can go mm. and, and chase every day. So you've been reading books. <laughs> they call them the challenges like these are brand new opportunities. These are opportunities. That's right. Yeah, man. It's all about mindset. Yeah, wife, daughter, wife and daughter, uh, daughter. Love love her to death. Uh, she's almost too like me, so that uh that can cause my wife a few headaches every once in a while. Yeah, she uh, takes all the good and the bad, but uh, smart as a whip. Just uh, passionate about music, which has been mm. new for me. I love music, but I was never really great at performing it. But she's got an amazing voice, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, watch that develop. Uh, tried soccer. Because I, you know, you know, we met through through soccer, but right. soccer wasn't her thing. And okay. you know, we tried it, and I, I appreciate her being honest. We tried it for a couple of years, and yeah. one day after the last game of the season, I was like, "Did you have fun?" Like, yeah. Like, did you want to do this again? Nah. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> cool. We'll go. We'll find something else. But yeah, she's got a beautiful voice. Loves singing, and so that's become her passion. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. That that I've seen. Uh, I cannot remember the author was, but it was uh, speaking of actually developing talent uh, from basketball. Yeah, and he had spoken of the biggest, the biggest determining factor for whether somebody's going to be successful or not is, are do they love doing it? Ooh, do they love? Do they have a passion for it to where they're going to make those sacrifices and and put in that extra work? And actually, I'll shameless plug here for Off Pitch Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we talked to uh, Rafael Garcia just yeah. last week, and that was one of the things he said. And his dad would talk to him about, you know, yeah, you can go out and party with your friends, but what's more important? Mm-hmm. Or is, is it, do you want to be a better soccer player, or do you want to go hang out with your friends? And that would motivate him to go out and get that extra half hour of practice, extra hour of practice when all of his friends are out having fun, having a good yeah. time. So um, seeing that passion in her really, it's something that it's it's kind of like the the greatest human feeling to see 
somebody you care about deeply and, you know, to, to no ends is the same with a spouse or, or yeah. a family member. You see them love and, and just, just excel at something mm-hmm. is such a, such an amazing feeling. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Marty's doing well. Marty's doing well. Yeah. Putting up with me still. Yeah. Don't know how she does it, but, uh, we're, we're doing good, man. Just chugging right along in beautiful Moore, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Keep I love it too, man. Staying warm. <laughs> you talk about your daughter with a beautiful voice. You have a very nice voice. Well, thank you too. very much. I've seen your Twitter post where you're singing. You guys are driving <laughs> on and you're singing. And then, of course, you have a nice radio voice, something I don't have, but it's okay. Hey, I, yeah, you know. man. <laughs> you're just an all-around great person. That's all. Well, That's <laughs> just your your hidden talent. Not too hidden, though. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? I think the first time I remember somebody saying something to me about it was in sixth or seventh grade my english teacher you know you used to be in like english class and you go around and you'd read yeah. passages and everybody hated it i you know i was i was nervous about it, like any kid that you know mm. mess up a word and then all your friends are making fun of you so yeah and she's like you'd have a, such a deep voice and I was like, <laughs> thanks i guess i don't know i <laughs> i guess i squeak through that awkward phase of when your voice changes so awesome but oh, that was the first time i remember it and then i, I had people from time to time say it so i've, I've been able, it's it's helped me out yeah. in my job you know yeah. uh, not just from what i do now but when i worked in the uh, ou ticket office yeah i was on the phone a lot yeah and just it just helped it just kept going and going and going oh so. yeah it makes it easier to listen to you man. it does yeah i think people enjoy talking to me yeah. some people enjoy yelling at me as well when i work there so Ooh. yeah you know how it is being a sooner fan that's there's passion <sighs> There is passion comes out in different ways sometimes. I agree 110%, man. But man, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> calm that down sometimes. Before we take a, a dive into this podcast, mainly about really about you, and we're gonna talk about your, your uh, job. Yeah, thanks. Here's a little note from Margie and I. You don't read oh, out loud. Okay. It's just a personal note for you that we uh, write, that we wrote for you. She's so cool. I love watching you guys on, on Twitter. <laughs> it's such a cool relationship that you guys have, and such a loving relationship, and it's hard to do. Yeah. On social media, and I think one of the things you guys are a fresh breath of fresh air for all the negativity you yeah. see, and that's something I'll commend you on, dude. I you are hundred, two hundred percent positivity, love, Thanks, all going out. So kudos to you, man. That's amazing. Thank but you. thank you very much. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Guys are so sweet. And this, as dude, a gift, I didn't bring you anything oh, though. Man, I, okay, dude, that's our love language, bro. <sighs> love it. And uh, this is a special edition. Oh, I love it. Special edition. Just America. Yeah. This will go well with my hat. Yeah, man. You spoil me. I love it. (laughs) Thank you very much, man. Absolutely. This is exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to sit down finally. Yeah, finally. It's been too long. It's been a long time. Last time we had fun with you and uh, Tyler Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Vaughn's jealous. I told, him, I told him he's next. So this is just the precursor. Okay. I'm the appetizer. He's the main, (laughs) the main course. He's you'll, you'll you'll want to get him on there. He's got a cool story. All right, man. Well, we won't it. talk about Tyler. Tyler's not important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just got a new job promotion. Mm-hmm. What, what's this about, man? It's exciting. Uh, I'll I'll now be the director of uh, marketing and communications mm-hmm. for Energy FC. So uh, it's exciting for me to kind of set the brand and and kind of you know, steer the ship for that part of it, for the outward facing uh, yeah. messages that we put out. And uh, I get to work with Tyler Moore, which is one of the great things uh, about working there is working with people like Tyler Vaughn yeah. and Tyler Vaughn specifically, because he is a great human being, but also a great soccer fan. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a soccer fan to work in energy FC, but it, it does help. It does. Oh, yeah. it, yeah. it, 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 that little bit of passion that comes out from 
from soccer fans that, that you see uh, at matches and you know on TV, it really it, it really can help uh, can help push the business. So being able to uh, be that soccer fan and, yeah. and kind of have that fan fan centric view is going to be important to us going forward and, and yeah. being able to really uh, think of the fans because when it comes down to it, the players are really important. You got to have players to play, but mm. if you don't have anybody showing up to watch, then you know bills don't get paid. Hundred percent. There's no point in playing. Yeah. You know the players. The players hate it too. They don't. They they want a full. They want a full house. So. Yeah. They want a, a full stadium, chanting crowd. Exactly. You know, loud. That atmosphere ruckus. is one of the greatest things about soccer. Yeah. And what sets it apart from any other sport that's played, especially here in the U.S., is mm. you have that fan interaction. That the, the fans actually can make a a, a difference in mm. it more so than anywhere else because of their organization because of uh, the passion that just kind of exudes from it yeah. so that's something i'm really excited on taking on and, and really just putting the hammer down yeah full throttle on it yeah. so that's awesome i i really do commend you guys as far as the energy uh soccer club as the professional team the players are very accessible they are you know they're always high-fiving handshaking wins losses draws <laughs> bad situation as far as losses you know right still always interacting with the fans exactly important and that's something we um we don't make them do that's right. something they want to do because mm -hmm. they do see that you know all these guys have grown up playing the sport uh some in other countries uh, but most here in the u.s so they they see that that interaction that goes on across the pond and in mm -hmm. other countries and i think they see how important that is and they yeah. want to foster that relationship and we are really um Cody Lorendi at an event the other day. Uh, been a guest on your show. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, an amazing personality. But he um, he said something that really stuck out to me at a, at a event we had, where you know we are. I think the energy the energy players for sure are the most accessible athletes probably in this in this in the city in terms mm -hmm. of they're out signing autographs. They're out at events like this where they're they're not afraid to get get in the mix of people yeah. and, and and be around their fans. And, yeah. Not not saying that Thunder folks are, but it's just it's a different it's a different uh, atmosphere yeah. when you get around it. So we really encourage our players, and I think that comes down from the coaching staff on guys like Jason Hawkins, mm -hmm. who's been our general manager since day one. Uh, he's been a good guy of embracing the community and, and fostering that uh, that kind of culture yeah. among our players. So it's it's something that's important to us, and it's something you see, and that's why we have the guys we do have because yeah. they they get that. Right, and they they understand uh, the connection between the players and fans. Yeah, that's awesome. As I, I, I don't know if you can tell me your secrets, but what are a couple of things that you think you feel like you want to change a little bit as far as maybe marketing? Uh, oh, I don't mind sharing. Okay. Um, I think, and for lack of a better term, sometimes you can get a little weird, uh, a little afraid to be weird or to be. Yeah counter of what you know the tradition of doing different things are you know what you would yeah. expect to see traditionally from a soccer marketing standpoint mm -hmm. uh one of the inspirations for this came from a team uh, in madison wisconsin called forward madison i don't know if you've seen them on, yeah. on twitter yeah i have they do such an amazing job of being different mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we really have an opportunity to, to take advantage of because you know the thunder are very they're buttoned up they do their thing. They do it well. There's yeah, no, there's no knocking sure. that. They do a great job. They've been just gangbusters since since day one there. Yeah, and that's where we have to kind of carve out our own niche and, yeah. and just say, hey, we're not afraid to be a little different and just have a good time. Because I, mm -hmm. I think 
um, we have a good good number of soccer fans already coming to our matches, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I think what we can do our, to benefit ourselves is just show people how good t- how how good a time you can have in an energy match, mm-hmm. even before a ball is kicked. Yeah, you know, when just just having that atmosphere, having people come out and have a good time, having people like Viral T come and play, you know, the anthem was yeah. something that was a turning point for me. So I know he, thank you for you know for introducing me to oh, him yeah. because Viral that was something I don't think people had seen before or yeah. not. I mean, I've seen it before, but you know his his way of playing, his smoothness, mm. it really spoke to me on that in an instant. I was like, this is this is something maybe we have. So just do things differently. Yeah, yeah, let's get a little weird. Let's let's not be afraid to kind of push the envelope a little bit on that side. Mm. So that's something I want to be looking to do. Just uh, being being something that is authentic to the sport of soccer, yeah. but also can be a great time and good atmosphere, win, lose, draw, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. On the communication side, what what are a couple of thoughts that you're thinking of? How how are you going to help energy? FC communicate better or I or more with the community. Right. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle in terms of just getting notice. And I yeah. think a lot of that, you know, varying messages of, you know, just trying to do things different mm-hmm. will hopefully attract that media attention. Uh and that's something that's really in Tyler Tyler Vaughn's wheelhouse of he's he's been uh, such a strong communicator for us, mm. whether it be going out to the media, a lot of the stories that you saw with um with Nico Terravel. Yeah. Um, that was that was kind of Tyler working working his butt off to make sure, you know, people are trying to notice us. So yeah. it's those kind of things and bringing that human touch, whatever it is, just finding those stories that can almost transcend soccer mm-hmm. and getting people's attention that way and getting them to say, hey, you know, let's check these guys out. And, yeah. And getting them, getting them in once. And then our sales team will take over and do the rest and try and, try and turn those one-time ticket buyers into two. Mm-hmm. four you know and then half season and then you got a season ticket holder it's it's a long play with a lot right. of these things but you, you can't rush passion yeah you can't true. you can't force it you have to you have to let it grow and some people one time's all it takes and yeah. they want to be a season season seat member for the rest of their lives so yeah uh it's just kind of building that and taking your opportunities when you can yeah that's interesting you talk about passion and creating the passion of the atmosphere how do you create a culture what what's a culture okay that's like, what's a culture like at the energy right now and then how can right you now it's it? it's still kind of being defined it's mm. uh it's something we're still relatively young for for a soccer franchise yeah uh, i think you can look a lot to the makeup of the city yeah. and what we want out of our culture is you know something that has a you have a blue collar mentality you have a lot mm. of people here who come in do a great job do their work and then go home see the see the wife and dog and kids and, <laughs> and, and you know that's your that's your day to day and you, right. you 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 appreciate it yeah um but also i think the the one thing you ask anybody when you when you have out, people come from out of town some of our players say all the time is how nice people are here oh yeah 100%. so the welcoming environment the as long as you're you know that 90 minutes when you're on the field we're not too welcoming but you know just yeah. just being nice being outgoing uh, and I think that's part of the culture we want to do, and something that we're we're really proud of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. We're we're proud of uh, the people who have built the city and and the things they've done, whether it be you know the the Norics with the the maps project oh, yeah, and the, yeah. you know yeah things like that. The things that have really brought the city the great attention it has. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 brought it to to what it is now yeah is is having that respect for it and for the people that have that have really worked their tails off to to get us noticed yeah to get to get oklahoma city on the map yeah that's true and you're right it does it does take time to create that and develop that culture define it and refine it even more exactly right so if you're the ceo of the energy how do you create the culture it's it's something I think we've learned over the past couple of years is that it's not it's not a quick sell. Uh, it's it's being engaged in the community. Mm. Uh, programs like the Sidekicks program that we do with Special Olympics Oklahoma, Autism Oklahoma, and uh, I think Top Drawer Soccer. Um, it's it's something that you're out there, you're visible. Uh, people see you trying to make a difference, whether it be at you know at Capitol Hill at, at, at a festival there mm-hmm. or at the scissor tail park grand opening yeah. things where people see you making a difference out of the community picking up trash on 29th street was yeah. something that was that was good something we didn't really talk about mm-hmm. but it was something that we were out there doing and trying to to help our community yeah so i think continuing to be engaged in the community yeah. um no we have to we have to be careful not to to overwork ourselves and, and really for sure it really define kind of what we what we were wanting to do but um, when you have guys like Bob Funk Jr., um, mm-hmm. Tim McLaughlin, and Donna Clark as your owners who are so socially minded and really are passionate about making Oklahoma City better, yeah, it's an easy easy act to follow. Mm. They they do they really do a great job. Whether you know have uh, Bob and his family that have done untold number of great things and that they continue to do. Yeah. Tim with Fields and Futures yeah. and, and with his family's legacy in Oklahoma City. Donna Clark is maybe the most passionate soccer fan mm-hmm. that you can have in an owner or period. If she yeah. wasn't an owner, she would be right there uh, in the supporter section. She, she, I don't think I've seen her miss a game. I think yeah. I've seen her at every game. And, you know, Tim and Bob share that same passion for sports. So it's, it's, it's good to see that. And it's, it, you, you see, you, you kind of feed off that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really has helped us. Um, and, and really we, we want to be fan centric. We want to be part yeah. of the city. We want to, pull the pull those people in and make sure that they know that's why we're here yeah yeah i i like your passion i from the first day i met you in person to the the tweets and then hearing your voice on your podcast let's talk about your podcast because sure. i i love the energy in the true sense literally and figuratively <laughs> on there on, on, on your i voice. love that i love how yeah. that works uh, yeah it's it's every once in a while we cap, catch ourselves having to make sure we're not saying a yeah. pun but uh, I love meeting people. Mm-hmm. I love that engagement you get from the the first time you meet someone. It just the you know the little bit of awkwardness, but getting to know someone, yeah. you know, sharing about yourself. So that's always kind of been a, a fun thing for me, and that's why I, I like working in sports because you do mm-hmm. get to meet a lot of new people that share a lot of the same interests, and then sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, we started off pitch podcast because honestly, we Tyler and I, being soccer fans, uh, Tyler even longer than I have. Um, I am a little bit older than him, so <laughs> he started earlier than I did. That's that's my excuse. But gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, we saw a void. We see, you know, there are other podcasts, but these guys they're talking about other things. They're talking big picture stuff globally, mm. so, a little bit of local, but mostly outside, like we don't have really anybody advocating for us. Right. And Tyler and I said, you know, we'll step up, we'll do it. We, we wanted to, um, we, we pitched it to, uh, to our boss at that time. He said, yeah, sure. 
just make sure you get your other stuff done and you'll you'll be fine. So it's something that started as kind of a labor of love for us. Yeah. And we we were terrible at first, just god awful. What what we cared, we loved it, you yeah. know. But it's just the quality was bad, and the <laughs> editing was was suspect. Uh, so, just you know, honing ourselves and trying to get better and better, um, it just it just kept snowballing, and we, mm-hmm. we we enjoy doing it. We get we get our fair share of listeners. We have a, a great great group of, of people that are more more than anything friends of Tyler's and I's that we've known yeah. for a long time. But they they support the energy and they support us. So it's yeah. it's something that we love hearing from them and mm-hmm. yourself included. You know, we love that you engage with us, and that's kind of the thing we want to get yeah. to continue is the engagement with our with our core group of fans that that follow us and the team and yeah and are engaged in it. So yeah, it's. Can't believe we we just did our 89th episode. Yeah, so Tons. we've been doing it almost almost two years or yeah. just a little over two years. A little over two years. Yeah, and it's yeah. been great. It's it's um it's just something I want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll get some new responsibilities with a new role, so that'll be that'll be difficult. But yeah. uh, but making sure I make time for that because I do I do think it's got uh, it has merit, and I think it's something I enjoy doing so oh yeah it's 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 informative because then you get a you catch up on matches well I have ESPN plus so I watch all these matches yeah. away you know and, yeah. and I have, we have season tickets you so do. yeah we're there so on your podcast what do you think is the next level for off the pitch podcast I think what we we're gonna try and do is just to try and be more engaging with the players yeah. I think that's something we're missing a little bit um with what we're doing even as a marketing team right now mm-hmm. is, you know, these these fans that we have coming to the games, they're a lot of them are hungry just for more. Yeah. And they want to learn about everything they can about our team. And the players are the top of that the top of that peak for them to right. learn about. That's what that's what they want to know. They want to know those guys that they get to cheer on uh, you know every week. So I think uh, Tyler and I start we started this last episode, we we're kind of going uh, in a direction of highlighting players yeah. and being more uh more getting to know them, yeah. kind of getting back around, whether it be if they want to feel comfortable talking more about X's and O's or what happens on the pitch or if they just want to talk about, you know, their life growing up, mm-hmm. music they like. Just kind of keep it a, a good conversation that, you know, we can let our listeners in on and, yeah. and kind of learn a little bit more about their players that they love and find those little touches of, of commonalities that they maybe didn't know, like the mm. Rafa Garcia is a big Led Zeppelin fan. I had no idea. Yeah. You, you, a kid growing <laughs> yeah, up in right. a kid growing up in Southern California in the '90s, you would think, yeah. you know, probably hip hop or, and he does love um, alternative music, but he was like, oh yeah, Led Zeppelin all the way. That's that's what his dad listened to. Yeah. So it's those kind of things yeah. that you would never know, or you maybe would never come up in that short moments that you know our fans get to meet these guys outside, yeah, or you know before or after the game. So. I think that's that's something we want to make sure we're doing and, and almost providing that that service to our fans to yeah. to get to know them and I think that'll grow the relationship the fans have with the players and right and I think we could see some some difference on the on the field as well. I think so too. I, I, I me personally, I like analytics. I like stats. I like facts. And so if, if I'm able to understand the player on a personal level. I can see maybe why he's performing the way yeah. he's performing in that day. And if he's not, then there's something off. So what's going on with them? And yeah. you know, just you don't know what a player is going through because you're not in his shoes. However, just listening to the tone of voice, 
Yeah. It helps a lot. It does. Yeah. And you get to see some of their motivations, like what we were Absolutely. talking about Rafa, where, you know, it was, you know, his dad and yeah. his dad loved soccer, played soccer, but Rafa actually was a little bit more interested in playing music when he was younger because mm. that's what his uncle did. So, yeah. you know, those kind of things where you, know, you talk, it's what you you talk about here with defining moments where you yeah. kind of can see what brought them to where they are. Mm. And I, I think that'd be kind of a cool cool aspect for our fans to learn man i can't wait i can't wait to that next episode Me either we're working on it we're working on it so we'll, yeah we'll have that out hopefully uh next week and one of the things we do is try and keep it as organic as possible yeah i do little to no editing on it so i'll, I'll throw in our music i'll make sure that i'll kill out some background noise yeah but it really is just a conversation uh, either whether it's between tyler and i or or we have that other guest in it's just a conversation that yeah. whether we whether we fumble our words or, or do something silly, yeah. leave it in. I, I think that's more authentic, and I really resonate with that because Morgan, I think the same way, and especially her, she takes out the background notes, but she mm-hmm. ties in the audio and the video and all this. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. It, it it makes me a little nervous to do sometimes because if I forget about something that we said, maybe we shouldn't have left in there, but. To date, we we've been all right. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, we're talking about communication, and we're talking about players, and we, we talk about your off the pitch podcast. So that ties into social media because you talk about the engagement mm-hmm. of, of just listeners and supporters. How do you deal with the negativity on social? Ooh, media? that's yeah. tough, man. Uh, you know, as as somebody who's really passionate about energy FC, it gets to me sometimes. I, I'll be honest, it. it it, it hurts sometimes because yeah. you see, you put all, and it, I think it, it resonates with anybody who's, you know, put their passion or put their heart and soul into something yeah. to make it successful. And when you fall short of somebody's expectations, it hurts. Mm. And it hurts even more when they tell you about yeah. it. So, you know, I, I do, yeah, 100%. I do though respect and appreciate, you know, the, the candor or that, you know, people voice their concerns or yeah. voice it regardless of how it's delivered or whatever tone uh, is perceived or not, it, it it's the way of life. And that's, that's mm-hmm. how you get better is by hearing, it, you got to hear negative stuff sometimes. And it's really something that you can look at and say, well, it's on me to say, well, yeah, there's some merit in that. Is there something we can learn from it? You can always learn from whatever you do, whether you mm-hmm. do it successfully or whether it's, it's a, a quote unquote failure. Yeah. Failures aren't bad. Right. I think we've gotten to society, and this is something we've we've taken on as as a internal culture with our with our offices. It's okay to fail. Oh yeah. Just don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid yeah. to learn from it. You can't just push failures away and you know and just keep doing what you're doing. You got to really you got to really kind of some like my buddy and, and he's also my boss. So there you go. <laughs> Jeff uh, Jeff Kretschmer said, "It's um, like celebrate your failures. It's okay." It's okay to learn from things. Mm-hmm. That's how we get better. That's how we are going to be what we want to be. So yeah, that negativity, that criticism, is, it's going to come along with it, putting yourself out there. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. I I don't know Jeff. Is he a soccer fanatic like you are? No, or? no, no. He <laughs> he got to hear me talk about it for a long time. I've known him uh, since college. Uh, met him actually. It was part of the reason you know you talk about defining moments. That was one of the defining moments for me that we can talk about. Is yeah, working at uh, at OU in the athletic ticket office as a student was something that I never even thought about. Uh, but it started my career. Uh, but yeah, he's he's heard me talk about soccer nonstop for about close to 20 years now and uh you you will be hard-pressed to find somebody who loves okc any more than him Mm. uh 
who loves energy FC more than him. Mm. I mean, he puts his heart and soul into this and he, he was not a soccer fan, so to speak when he started, he's a fan of sports always has been, but soccer was never his thing. You know, it never came into it, but now you can see that change in him. He's, yeah. he's come along nicely. I, I'm, I'm proud of him for that. He's, yeah. he's, he's become a, a really good soccer fan and we're, we're working on having turn him into an ultra. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep doing <laughs> an ultra that. fan, an ultra fan. So, uh, it's, it's, but it's, it, it he loves doing this. He loves the mm. sports industry. And I mean, this is what him and I both chose to do a long cool, time ago. Man. So yeah, we're kind of invested now. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I just wonder about the, the negativity on social media. Cause I'll, I'll scroll mm-hmm. or in 2019, I say, I troll. Yeah. Guys, and I'm looking, I was like, dude, these, some of these fans need to calm down. just in any sport. Yeah, it is. And is that good and bad when you have people that are passionate about, what you do, you mm. so like I said, you see it with Oklahoma uh, Sooners football. It's, it's oh, yeah. the same thing, man. People yeah. get people put their heart and soul in something, yeah. and when it doesn't come out to your expectations, it, there's some there's a there's always going to be an emotional response. Yeah, and I've always been a little bit. There's some. I mean, I when I was working at OU, and and, and when I was there, I you know you live and die by the results there because yeah. OU football. Not just not just for the fans, but for the employees. I mean, that's it's something you take seriously. I'm I'm 100 with you. I'll be honest, you get a lot more angry phone calls after a loss than you do after a win. <laughs> People are if you win, that can cure a lot of my hot dog was cold, or you know I had to stand in line for 10 minutes. But when you lose, it it magnifies the the intensity of that bad experience. So. Yeah. There are Saturdays when I was dreading going to work on Monday, thinking, "Oh, oh God, what am I going to get? What am I going to get?" Yeah. So <sighs> it was it was good, but yeah. it was <laughs> you get that passion, man. It's it's a uh, it's something that really really can bite you one way or another. Uh, that's true. You, you talked about this defined moment. So that is this something you want to share with our? Yeah, listeners? definitely. So uh, growing up, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I try not to tell many of our fans, just with the whole <laughs> rivalry between okay. Tulsa and Oklahoma City. I, I chose Oklahoma City, so hopefully that <laughs> hopefully that gets spread around more than where I was born. But I grew up in Tulsa, went to school at OU, and I'd originally gone to be a lawyer, just going to law. Wanted to be an agent at some point because I still love sports. I That's played awesome. sports my whole life. Um, whether it was baseball, basketball, and then I put, took up wrestling uh, late in life. So I wasn't very good, but I, I actually, it's one of my favorite sports. It still is because mm-hmm. of the passion and the dedication you have to have for that sport. 100%. It's not it's not a kind of a go with the flow sport. You have to be right. invested for wrestling. So you and I can talk about that. Yeah. Because uh, I know that's something that, that you, you're... Uh, you're passionate about too. Yeah. But went wanted to be wanted to be a lawyer, wanted to be an agent, you know, something like that. And about two years in, I wasn't, you know, things kind of got different. You know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, two years into school, you, you start to grind in and you're you're kind of getting I was getting burned out mm-hmm. on school. But I you know I was doing fine. Just like, hey, I can't know if I can do this for four more years after these two. <laughs> And about that summer, I met my wife, my freshman year, who would be my wife, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a blessing uh, in so many ways. But we met very early on, dated, and then her and I were were talking like, "Well, I need to get I need to get a job, a summer job." So I I looked at all these jobs in the in the athletic department. There's a wrestling uh, equipment manager and ticket office. And I was like, "Well, I can do that." Yeah. But I was kind of like, "Ah, eh, if if I if that comes up, I'll do it." Right. 
well, that was the call. That was the first call I got. So I went and interviewed and, um, they joked I, that, you know, I showed up. So that was the first thing I could, they were like, all right, well, he's good. So maybe we'll yeah. hire him. But I got that job and started as a student employee at the ticket office in the, so that'd be the summer of 2002. Uh, and I liked it. I liked working in, in sports. Uh, when you work at the ticket office, especially at a university like OU, you get to see a lot of, um, sports administration. Mm-hmm. So you, you work in, and you work with marketing, you work with uh, sponsorship sales for, for collegiate athletics or it would, and then also development. So fundraising. Yeah. Uh, and you work with all these things, game day operations. You're kind of the cog. Number one, you, everybody wants to be on your good side because you control where the tickets go and where they get placed for sure. their away game tickets if they go. So right. always a great place to start off with. You're everybody's <laughs> buddy. Uh, but it was something where I got to see a lot of different sides of it. And it was something that I thought I could I could do. I, yeah. I, mean, I did well, and I could make a career out of. So, talking to people never been a problem for me, uh, and that's something I learned from waiting tables. Which any any advice I can give to kids growing up, wait tables for a couple of years. Mm. It give you a very good appreciation for for the wait staff industry, which is good going forward because that's yeah. I think you, you ever go have lunch with somebody, how you treat uh, how you treat your waiter or the staff at, at a restaurant speaks volumes about how you are as a person, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, that's that taught me how to talk to people because it forces you. You have no choice but to go. You got to go talk to these people at some point. So right. That kind of helped me along. Um, but, you know, talking to people was fine. And, and the the managers I was with, they, they kind of helped cultivate me. And so I did an internship at OU. And my first job uh, out the box was uh, at Texas A&M. Uh, worked for man. the 12th Man Foundation. Uh, entry-level job, you know. Got married three days before I started. Two days before I started. Wow. So get married on Saturday. Moved to College Station on Monday without Marty. So Marty Ooh. stayed behind. We had uh, we had a lease uh, at the house of Norman. So she stayed behind. Kind of got everything cleared up. Yeah. Uh, and that was tough. I mean, starting as a newlywed, starting off with without your wife around, and starting off with this new place. Yeah. Uh, was was a growing experience for me, but uh, it it helped me a little bit because. Uh, got to get out of your comfort zone and, and kind of grow as a person. Yeah. So it did, did help me with that. Um, about a year into it, we, we, we got pregnant with our daughter. Man. So there's another dirty secret. I, my daughter is a Texan. So <laughs> Tolson and Texas. Yeah. Man. No, all these terrible things are coming out. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, we, we were really happy in college station. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing people down there. Uh, I don't know if you've been to a game at Kyle field, but it's, it's an amazing driven, experience yeah. for anybody who's a sports fan. I definitely, especially if you're a college football fan, go see a game there because they do it right uh, with with crowd engagement. The student sections, one whole side of the stadium for crying out loud. So you That's get you, and it's 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 actually probably as close to a European soccer crowd that yeah. you can get here in American football. Yeah, I heard the same sways. The sways, they, yeah. When yeah. They, when they do the sawing off uh, the horns and yeah. they'll they'll alternate ways they're going and it's I don't know they did some renovations so I, I don't know if it still does. Yeah, but that old stadium because it was all separate pieces. Yeah, so you you would get a little bit of movement uh, yeah. when it was bad, especially if you're at the top. So it's exciting, and they have bats too uh, on the east side. They have uh, it's like a, actually animals? a bat sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, wow. it's well, it, it's part of their migratory oh, okay path. So it's the ones that you know come up from Austin that you hear about, where they come out of the they go and hang out at yeah. the bridge and come out of the caves. Well, that's part of their migratory path. Okay. Is, Kyle Field. Wow. So when you're going to Midnight Yell uh, during the migration season, it'll get loud enough where those bats get a little agitated. They'll start flying around. And Dang. It's an experience. That sounds like They it. usually don't wow. hurt anybody, but 
they're also you can't hurt them. So yeah, 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 yeah. They're a protected animal. That's right, in Texas. So it's kind of cool. But uh, the the pageantry, everything spoke. I got to work um, with the the soccer program there, which was cool for me. Being yeah. you know coming in, being a soccer fan, and they've got a you know a, a not quite as legendary as North Carolina's, but they do a, a darn good job, especially being in the Big Twelve when they were. They were they were yeah. a powerhouse for a long time, and getting to see them working a college cup there was amazing That's for cool, a women's man. college cup. Yeah. And, uh, they you know all the all the pageantry that brought in that nine hour eight to nine hour drive got too much taking a taking an infant home to see friends mm-hmm. and family in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. So as soon as I got I got a job offer back from OU to come in and be the box office manager at OU and you know it was something we talked about but it was a pretty easy decision getting yeah. closer to home you know being back at OU which is somewhere that was important for my wife and I with our history we met there. Man. Being closer to home. So it was it was kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Uh was there for five years. And it, it's a grind being um being on that side of the fence. You're uh you're constantly taking in phone calls. Yeah. Now I, I had I had a great group of student workers that worked for me during those four or five years, which was which was great. But you you get the you get the maddest of the mad when you're the box office manager. And my job, I felt my job was to try and keep as much off my boss's plates that were yeah. making the big decisions, to try and, and keep those things and, and make people as happy as I could. And it, it wears on you. I mean, that that kind of negativity, that kind of grind, you know, day to day, it 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 wore me down. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife will talk about it. It's it was not a good time for us. Because I would come home and I would be disengaged. You talk to somebody that much during the day, and all you're getting is negative feedback. And mm. it's a thankless job. Uh, it's any any time I'm around or I'm going to another game, I do go out of my way to make sure I appreciate people. If I go to a Thunder yeah. game, especially the people at the gates at the box office that are making little to no money doing it, they're making minimum wage or a little bit more. They're there because you know it's a little bit extra money in their pocket. But they also like being around people, so yeah, you know, it's always good. And that's just that's how you should treat people anyway. But yeah, that it does cl- hit close to home with me when I when I see people being negative to those people because it's not not fair. And it it, it right. makes me think of the times that I did it, and I was I was worn out. And um, about that time, you know, five years in, uh, Jeff Kretschmer called me. He was working with uh, the Barons hockey team, and uh, he said, "Hey, we're going to start a soccer team." And I'd seen, I'd seen it because, you know, the announcement had come out like a month or so before, a few months before. Yeah. He said, we're starting a soccer team, you know, and I'm looking for a ticket manager. Is that something you'd be interested in? So, yeah. So, I talked to my boss. said, hey, this is an opportunity I'm interested in. I'm going to go talk to him. He's like, okay. And he told me later, he's like, I knew I lost you. You're, you're going to go work for a soccer team. Yeah. Um, I knew you're gone, but. Uh, it was the right right opportunity for me, and I think the most important thing for me was that I knew I trusted Jeff, mm. and I knew that he would take me along. And he was the director of operations at the time. He was working his way up in the organization, but I knew he trusted me, yeah. and that then he told me flat out, he's like, I don't want you to be a ticket manager the rest of your life. I want you to grow and you to, to move into what you want to do. Yeah. And I was a ticket manager for eight months. And they moved me into event production, uh, doing similar to what I've been doing the last five years. Yeah. So I started off with the hockey team, cutting my teeth in there. Which hockey is a lot of fun to work on that side because mm-hmm. you get a lot of stoppages. You can be creative. Yeah, you can have you can play silly games. You can do crowd crowd pumps and get people into the game. So you, you kind of you can be that little puppet master a yeah. little bit and have some fun with it. 
Uh, but then starting soccer was a totally different beast mm-hmm. and it was a whole other learning opportunity. And I had, I had a great, um, great mentor with that uh, named Darren Rainsley. I don't know if you've ever met Darren. No, I need to introduce you to Darren. Darren okay. is one of the most positive people you could ever meet. Cool. Um, he, he does talk in that opportunities and he's, he's <laughs> got that great mindset of, of seeing, seeing opportunities and things and not, not seeing the negativity uh-huh. and being, he's an amazing communicator. So I'll, I'll definitely introduce okay. you to him at some point, but got to learn from him and he'd been doing it, uh, at the ballpark with the Red Hawks with the Funk family before. Wow. And then he, you know, he did it at Barron's hockey and then now, you know, he, and then he kind of got a skill in and, and got us started with soccer and he played soccer. Actually, when he was growing up, he was in the, uh, Brighton Academy. Oh, he was younger. so he played, he played, yeah, over okay. in England. So he, yeah, yeah, he's from, he's from Southwell Sunday in the Watford area. Wow. Uh, so he, you know, he, that was a passion for him and that's something him and I bonded over and it was good to learn from him and see how he worked and, you know, kind of take the best. Yeah. And then, but, but it also infused my, my, uh, my own traits into it, which I always try to be easygoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wear my I wear my emotions on my sleeve a lot, so that's something I'd be mindful of. Because yeah. I am an emotional person. I, I I'm I'm not we did a personality test and something I was I was the emotional, loving, caring person, which is cool. I, I, yeah. I'd much rather be that than anything else, but For sure. I do. It it does come out emotionally sometimes, but uh I've always tried to keep an even keel mm. and not let things get to me and try and work through things and that's that's translated well for me in, yeah. in the job I do because calling the games like I do right now, um, not only on the PA but making sure everything happens at the same time. Things don't happen like they're supposed to, and as long as they don't, as long as nobody else notices, yeah. we're good. But you yeah. know, just try if, if I freak out, the person I'm talking to is going to freak out, yep. and then it's just domino effect. So just 100%. try and stay calm. Just let, it's it's okay. Yeah, nobody's going to die. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, you know, those last you know five years now I've been with, I've been with prodigal and the energy for about six years. Wow. I've loved it. Wow. Um, nothing else I want to do. I mean, I get to, I get to sit up in a press box and an air conditioned press box and watch soccer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's like the dream, man. Yeah. It's for me, grow, for me growing up and, you know, that's never what I thought I would do. Yeah. But that's okay. That's so interesting. So you went from going to trying to be, think about I'm going to go to law school. Yeah. Got married, went to A&M, mm-hmm. eight, nine hours there and back, bringing your baby back. And you're yeah. Like, oh, got a job at OU. Now I'm the Barons. Now I'm with the energy. Yeah. It's like, holy cow. It's, and you got your, you said your dream job, but the journey. Yeah. I mean, what's one big thing you learned from that journey? Oh, um, patience. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of times I would get frustrated at OU because I wasn't feeling like I was getting the opportunities I should have been. Yeah. Um, and I probably wasn't. But also, I think that I never really looked at myself and said, what are you doing to get those opportunities? Are you just doing what's asked Ooh. of you? Or are you really pushing yourself outside your boundaries to say, hey, you know, stepping forward, I'll do this, I'll do this. Now, I'd work all the all the events I could and and be as accessible as I could, but was I really... How was I selling myself? How was I how was I putting myself out there? What kind of work was I showing them? Mm. And I think when I got to work for the Barons and the Energy um, and with Jeff, you know, I I, I I think I was a little bit more free or I really had, I was just like, let's just do it. Let's just go all out. And 
I was able to be a little patient, but I also had that voice of Jeff, that voice of reason saying, hey, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I got a plan for you. Just let's, we'll, we'll work through yeah. it. Just do all you can. And, you know, he would give me that little, that little bit of information, like, just let's do that. Maybe yeah. you should do this. Make sure you're doing this. This is how you should look. Yeah. Uh, this, this one person, if they ask you to do something, do it. Just do it straight off. That'll make your life a little easier. Okay. But, you know, their, their ass goes to the top of the list. No matter what you're doing, put yeah. them at the top of the list. And, and being that kind of, is almost a life coach, career coach kind of thing for me, Love which I'll, I'll be eternally grateful for him. And he'll, yeah. he'll probably be sick of me saying that. But uh, it's just being, the, being patient. Being able to, you know, understand that working for, you know, being, you're working for this person that maybe you feel like you can do a little bit better job of them, yeah. but be, be the team, good to be, be the good team member, take, take the hit every once in a while and it'll pay off. And I think it is for me finally. It, it's so I've been doing, I mean, if you count the time as a student employee, which I, I worked about 30 hours, 30, let's think. Probably wouldn't want me saying, but almost forty hours a week when I was there and going to school. Going to school, yeah. So it was, it was tough, but I think I worked. It's it's been about seventeen years yeah. in, in sports administration. You know, the sporting business. Oh, and I forgot along the way I did go ahead and reinvest in myself and get a get a master's degree from Ohio University, which is nice. It's the at the time, and it's still number one or number two, the top sports administration degree program in the country. And they had a, it was fortuitous for me because at, at the time I was at OU, this is my third or fourth year being at OU. I met a guy who was same, same age, uh, just the level above me in the ticket office. He'd gone to Ohio for their sports administration and MBA program, which is a double degree over mm-hmm. two years. And he said, Hey, they're starting this new program for people that are actually in the sports world already. It's all online. It's two years. You get your sports administration degree, but it can you know open up these doors for you. Mm. Uh, now, have I used that to my fullest capabilities? Probably not, because yeah. I've, I've been happy staying in Oklahoma. I don't want to move. We have family still close by. Uh, but the the network you get from it and the, yeah. the idea sharing that can come from it is is amazing. So that that's something else that I really think helped me in terms of an educational standpoint of you know. There are all these opportunities out here, and this is a good way to do it. And learning from those things, and learning mm. from the people that you're in the program with, and challenging yourself. It was it was yeah. something that woke me up a little bit to what I was doing in the ticket office and saying, "What could I do more?" Yeah. And mm. not too long after that, I get an opportunity to go work for a soccer team. So wow. Speaking of challenges, yes. When was the last time you challenged yourself with something you've never done? Ooh. What was the outcome? That's a tough one. Well, you stumped me. Oh, geez. Um, you know, I think it's 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 actually it was actually by the podcast. That's, that's mm. the last time. I mean, it's, it's been two years, so maybe I need to challenge myself again. Uh, that was the last big challenge I think I took on. Uh, before that, it was you know going out and doing. You know what? Actually, the doing the PA at the games. Oh, okay. So it, it, it was something I knew I could do. I, I did a little bit of MC work. Yeah. It was a little too loud for some people's taste, but that was that's my job, man. I got to get excited. There you go, man. That's how yeah. I show my excitement. I get louder. Yeah. I don't know. So 
Uh, I did PA this last year for us, and it really pushed me. I had to be really on top of it because uh, we pre-record most of those most of those messages we do, especially mm-hmm. the sponsorship ones. I pre-record them; it makes it easier on me on game day. Yeah. Um, but also, sure. it, I, I, that's I still got to do it at some point. So yeah. going through and doing those and, and making sure I'm staying on top of things and saying the right words and. So that was a challenge for me. And also throwing that on top of what I already have to do on the games mm-hmm. of making sure everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do. It, it was challenging. I'm sure. it, it pushed me outside my comfort area. But it also, I, I, I got a lot better at my organization. I got a lot better of, you know, thinking ahead a few yeah. steps. And I think I, I grew from that for sure. I love it, man. Yeah. What are a couple of questions that you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked, really? Ooh. Um... Let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty open bug. Um, you know, people don't ask me about my parents very much, mm. and it's some I'm proud of both of them. They they stayed together. They they were both married to someone else before they got married to uh, to each other, and okay. had my sister and I. Um, but you know the the love and caring I got from my mother, which sometimes a little bit much. Probably she probably babied me a little bit too much. Which I'm a little boy. I'm a little baby boy. So yeah, it's all right. That's no, but uh, I got to see um, a really good, I'm going to try not to get emotional. Uh, my dad passed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So and it was really tough for me, but I had to step up. You know, I wanted to be strong for my mom because she took it terribly hard. And mm-hmm. it was tough to see her go through that. But then also my sister who, you know, travels a lot and actually was a lot like my dad in terms of mm-hmm. she, she's a salesperson. He was a salesperson. Yeah. It, it kind of, you know, I love how, I love how she's doing that because it, it's kind of the same. It, kind of little piece of him lives on in her with that. Um, but he's just such a hard worker and such yeah. a nice person. Um, barely had a high school degree and just worked his ass off to get where yeah. he was. Um, and was not emotional. And I loved, I loved being emotional around him, giving him a hug and a kiss because he hated it. And well, he <laughs> loved it, but he hated it. Yeah. Uh, but seeing somebody just work and work and work and, you know, and it was to put food on the table. And, mm. you know, we, we, we wanted from very little when I was growing up. Um, but he, and I think that came from something for him. He lost his dad when he was 18, oh, wow. 18 or 19. So he was immediately thrust into a position where he had to be the man of the house. Yeah. He had two older sisters uh, and his mother, uh, my grandmother, that, you know, were, were strong, strong individuals. Uh, and that's probably part of it. But he was he was thrust in that where he had to he had to go out and make a living right off and he got into the printing and uh, printing business and that was his career. He, yeah. he started he was he did T-shirts. He worked for you know a consolidated uh, press, which was I think down south. Okay, I don't know if it's still open or not, but that's how he met. That's actually my aunt met her husband, which was his boss, and they all worked together. So is you know those kind of fostering those relationships was something he was great about and something I. I pride myself and I hope I'm an extension of him going mm-hmm. forward because he was so well liked. People awesome, loved man. being around him. He was a quiet guy. And what we always told, my sister and I would, would joke with our friends, like, why is your dad so mean to us? I was like, that's how he tells you he likes you. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's that guy who's yeah. who's ribbing people and giving you a hard time. But that's, if he didn't like you, he probably wouldn't go talk to you. Mm-hmm. He'd just be, it'd be nothing. But he was so well liked and, you know, it really, it never really hit home until, you know, I'm standing up and speaking at his funeral. And the place was packed. It wasn't a big place, but the place was packed. And I'm like, this is something that 
no matter who he worked with, he touched so many lives, mm -hmm. not just through his, you know, who the people he met, but also through his family. And knowing that how important he was to us was something that was amazing. But if I could talk about him all day, I would. Yeah. I just, I have so much love for him. And, you know, there's, there's so many things that we got to share together that I miss and that'll bring up those right at the back of your eye, those little yeah. tears that'll start popping up. I loved going to NASCAR races. That was the only sport he would leave the house to go watch. <laughs> and, you know, when Texas Motor Speedway was built in yeah. like 97, 96 or 97, we were there. And that, that was something that was never, never uh, a question uh, for him. He was going to make sure we were there. And, you know, we used to go to the old fairground speedway over at, um, over in Oklahoma City, yeah. the one in Sepulpa out in, in Tulsa and see Owenville racing. That was something he loved. And he grew up going to Taft Stadium, which is cool for me to go yeah, there right. and know that was a place that he spent a lot of time at with his dad. Yeah. And so it's, I try not to think about the games because then I'll get emotional, but nobody <laughs> <laughs> needs me crying in the press box. Man. But it's just, you know, I, I really would. Between him and my mother, I really uh, was fortunate to grow up with people that really looked out and took care yeah. of us and, you know, almost to a fault sometimes. But Man, that, there's nothing wrong with getting emotional because those are the moments and the times you think about that actually helps propel you through, I think, for life. Yeah. You know, and helps you become just that person who... I do. I enjoy listening to you. I enjoy being around you when I can. Every conversation we have, it's fun. You can tell your passion. So, dude. I'll keep doing it. Dude, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. I, I want to be authentic. I want to be myself at any time I can because it's just, there's no point in putting on putting on fronts for anyone. Cause yeah. you're gonna, don't do that. Nah. Don't be that dude. Nah. I won't, don't be that guy. Yeah. Don't be, yeah, don't <laughs> be that guy. Are you having fun? I love having fun. I, I, I mean, I love what I do. Yeah. I, I really feel fortunate and Anytime that, you know, it, it, you know, the stress of the job gets to me, I, I, I really make sure that I step back and, mm. and, and appreciate what I get to do for a living. Yeah. Uh, you know, I get paid to watch soccer. I probably don't get paid to, to equate the hours we put in. And that's, that's a, that's a, that, that's, you know, that's across the board in sports. Yeah. Nobody gets paid what they, what the hours and, and time they put in. But it's so fun. It's mm. so much fun to be around that atmosphere yeah. and to have the highs and the lows and, and to be able yeah. to go to I get I get to have my office at a soccer at a soccer game. Yeah. It's pretty legit. That's just crazy. And you know, even working at OU, even during the, the toughest of times, being on the field and, and my wife did one of the coolest things for me. Um uh, and something uh, I had hanging in my office when I had an office, you know, when we moved offices, we went to more of an open concept, but, uh, she made these for me. It was a couple, it was about three or four years in when I was at OU. Mm -hmm. She took all my credentials from all the games I had worked, uh, with OU and Texas A&M and put them and framed them kind of in a collage. Wow. So it was something really cool that I had in my office where I could look up and just like, look at all these things that I was like, you know, you forget about some of the yeah. things I got to be, you know, my first year back at OU, uh, in 2008, 2009, I got to go to a national championship game. We didn't win, that's right. but, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I got to see one of the greatest college football teams of all time. You know, the, the, the that Sooner team was amazing mm -hmm. and should have won. It's stupid Tim Tebow. 
but you know, going to Miami, being in the Orange Bowl, you know, getting to watch that game in person, that was amazing. Yeah. Going to OU Texas and, you know, it's a long day because especially, you know, they're always at 11 o'clock nowadays, but you get there at like five in the morning to set up and be open as soon mm. as the fair opens to, you know, for all the people that are coming in wanting to pick up their tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Or sell them. And then, <laughs> or sell them. Or sell them. And, you know, being in the atmosphere, being in the State Fair of Texas, yeah. walking around the midway uh, during the during uh, the second half after everybody goes back in, and then going in and watching the game on the, yeah. on the sidelines and just having that experience is something I'll always, I'll always be thankful for. And it's worth every every second that I had yeah. to have somebody scream at me. And yeah. those, those things I'll, I'll always have. And uh, one of the greatest things I got to do is I finally, my last year at OU, I got to go to my first, it's like my first game to actually go watch from start to finish yeah. with, you know, sitting with my daughter and my wife. Um, and it was homecoming, which is when my wife and I met. We both were uh, doing homecoming for our houses and. So that you know had that extra touch in there, but it rained the whole darn game. I didn't care. I mean, I was there. It was that's the well, that's only the that's the first of two times I've been back to watch a full game. Wow! And I tell people, I jokingly tell people, I got my fill on OU football for a long time. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back eventually, but I mean, that was just being able to soak that in, and be like, all right, yeah, this is this is it. I'm ready for my next challenge and kind of and go there. So. It's it, it's cool to sit back and I, I I can never thank my wife enough for putting that together and putting awesome. it visually together for me so I can really step back and appreciate what yeah. I've gotten to do and that's kind of that's really helped me I think more so than I've even realized. Yeah. When you said speak uh, challenging and it makes me think of a question I'd like to ask you: What would be something you would you would regret in the next five to ten years if you don't do it? Wow. Um, let's see. It's something that I can control. So mm-hmm. the easy answer would be, you know, it's out of my control, but seeing Energy FC win a championship. Mm. That's something I would regret not seeing in my time. But I think, um, let's see. Not getting the supporters group back to where it was in 2015. So in 2015, and this is something that it, it still it, it haunts me that I haven't we haven't figured it back out yet. And uh, we had it was gangbusters. You know that place was the the supporter section especially was oh was chock full. It was full. Yeah, and I I want to get that back. And we have some amazing people mm. that really want that to happen again, and they're really working their tails off. And I think we can do it, but I want—I want to make sure I'm part of that, and I want to make sure that um, before I, you know, in five years, and, and or less, I want that back to where it was, because that we have such an opportunity for a great supporters culture, and I think we have it. It's just getting those people to to realize that their investment means something again. Because I think that may be one of the big things is that some people are uh, hesitant to to invest their hmm. their passion to something that they're not really sure about, and I want to try and make sure that I can kind of uh, kind of make them feel a little bit better about investing and a little bit more comfortable about putting their heart and soul into something because it's really easy to do. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a hard morning after your team loses. Yeah. It's- 
so sometimes I well, there's a lot of times I feel like maybe we as human beings think too much about us and our feelings instead of thinking about the whole. Oh, of course. And for you as the new marketing communications director, I feel like you're going to be able to bring. I hope so. People. I would love to see that. I just, um, it's something I really want to see. And, you know, it's, it's kind of the culture right now of, of social media and mm -hmm. of sometimes even fans of, of jumping on the negative train or, yeah. or, you know, just, it's okay to be critical. It's sure. okay to, to, to voice your opinions yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah. And I think we have to do a better job of, of respecting each other, voicing mm. our opinions. Yeah. And that's, top all the way to the to politics from the, the the minuscule points of soccer and fandom to politics and just being good humans is people are, aren't going to agree on everything um, yeah but that's okay it, you, you, that's what's okay. that's what's made that's what's made this country so great for so long is that you mm -hmm. had so many people with different points of views yeah. coming together with that common value that's what you see at soccer and that's what something i've i've been saying for a while is that for us, we have so many people from different walks of life, different mm -hmm. races, backgrounds, religions, races, uh, sexual preferences. You, 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 you have all these things, but we all have this this amazing thread of soccer mm -hmm. that can pull us together. We just have to let it go and just and just enjoy ourselves and celebrate that similar similarity, as opposed to pushing ourselves away and saying, "Well." This is how you think you should do a TV. It's 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 small things that are important to us in the moment, but I think when you look back at it and it's like, so what if they wanted to do that chant? As long as it's not mm -hmm. offensive, let's give it a try. Let's do mm -hmm. something different. Let's mm -hmm. be. Let's have fun. Yeah. Don't be afraid to let yourself go and have fun. And if it doesn't work, eh, yeah, let's do something different next time. Yeah. It's 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 those kind of things that I think I want I want to be able to to influence and help people people learn. Because we have so many amazing supporters out there that I mm -hmm. think are a little just bit uh, disengaged because they're not sure uh, if the investment's worth it. But I, I know it is. And I, I think um, I want to be, I, I don't think I want to be, I know I'm going to be an advocate for that and, and try and get as front, in front of as many people as I can to, to be that positivity to say, hey, come on, let's give it a try. Let's, let's mm -hmm. give us, give us a few, give us a few more games. Give us, you know, keep going. Let's, let's keep pushing. Yeah. If you love soccer. Um, if you want to see it work here in Oklahoma City, it's got to be it's got to be complete buy-in from everybody. Yeah, and hopefully it makes a difference. It will. You're going to make a difference. I hope so. And that one word you use, patience. Yeah, <laughs> running the podcast. It's got to be patience, man. Oh man, dude. If sometimes you want to run out. I mean, you feel like you're running out of patience. But... It, it, I think it's because that's that cliche of, and I, I've tried to impart this on my daughter as well as. Anything worth having is not going to come easy. Mm. If, if the most important things, the greatest things in your life that you can do are going to be challenging. Yeah, 100%. If it's that, that road, you talked about the journey, man. It's it, the journey to get there is, is the most important thing. Yeah. And it's where you learn the most. And that's, uh, you got you to gotta embrace it. You got to enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's not going to be fun the whole time, but it's you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. So. If you really want something to be great, you got to be willing to to have the the highs and the lows. You can't have the the sweet without the sour. That's true. We talked, you know, Tyler and I <laughs> talked about the other day. I mean, that's part of the greatest things about fandom is you got 
you got to have that bad to know how good mm. winning is. You got to be, you got to get the crap kicked out of you every once in a while to, yeah. to really appreciate the, those championships, those wins. I think, you know, maybe, you know, as silly as it sounds, the success we had early on maybe set us up for a little bit of a, mm. a learning experience in terms of, Hey, we're not doing good right now. We don't know how to deal with it. So mm. yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's almost like a, that's a problem I saw a lot of times with uh, OU football fans is a lot of the new ones removed from those, uh, you know, the Gary, well, Gary Gibbs did a good job, but you know, the Schnellenberger sure. and Blake years yeah. and appreciate the the Bob Stoops years as much as some of those those guys that have been around guys and gals that have been around you know in the nineties so that's true it's it's a learning experience for us and I think that's yeah. what we have to we have to be uh, unafraid mm. to to learn from it and to to have those those failures it comes yeah. back to not being afraid to fail that's right and you know we'll learn like people it. will get it oh yeah patience we'll be all right they just gotta come back yeah what are you most proud of Ooh, easy answer. My daughter and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's 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 an amazing feeling to to be important to somebody else. I mean, you know, Margie, you, you know, you're important to each other. Yeah, and you know that comes back. Um, so being being somebody that can influence somebody's life, and you know, the smile you see when yeah. you, when you come home, or the frown. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's true. It, 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 you having, having that, uh, that in your life is amazing. Yeah. And I, I knew I always wanted, I knew I wanted to be a dad. It kind of came unexpectedly, to be honest, loved it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's a learning experience and uh, I'm just so happy I get to get to experience her and see her yeah. grow and experience these new things. Yeah. She won't talk to me about boys, which is okay. I probably don't want to hear about it anyway. So, um, but just being able to, to see her, like, like I said earlier, see her grow and blossom and do something she loves. Yeah. It's amazing. But, that's awesome. Uh, that's it, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud to have the family I have. I didn't do anything to earn it, but hmm. I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of it. So I must've done something right at some point in my life. Well, you develop some patience, so that's for sure. <laughs> it wasn't easy, man. It wasn't easy. Young young Billy was a uh, was a little impatient with some things, and yeah, I think it's a trap we fall into sometimes as human beings. Is yeah. we want it now. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's that's human nature to want something as soon as you can get it. But yeah. I think I've noticed over over life, every time I get something that I really want, I'm like eh. mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, it's much Next. more fun to work. Yeah, yeah. It's much more fun to the journey. The, it comes back to the journey, man. Yeah. Journey is uh, it's really where the bread and butter and the earlier mm. people figure that out. I think the Love it. the happier they are. Yeah, yeah. How does Billy Walton want to be remembered? Um, he's a good dude. I, I um, we all we're all human. We all make mistakes, but I, I always feel better when I when I know I've brought a little bit of joy to somebody. Mm. Uh, I I haven't. I, I have a need and a want to be funny a lot more and it comes somewhat naturally to me. I come out sarcastic sometimes, but I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy being able to bring some levity to a situation. It's a defense mechanism for sure, but I love doing it. I awesome, love making man. people laugh. And um, if I can be that person that brought somebody some joy, I think yeah. that's, that's something I can go that's go great. to sleep happy about. I love it, man. 
how do people, our listeners, viewers, get in touch with you? Not necessarily your cell phone number, but you know. <laughs> have you know, not to not to divert, but have you noticed celebrities sharing their cell phone numbers a lot more nowadays? Selling, Sh- sharing their cell oh, phone sharing. numbers. <laughs> Ellen Jenner did it, and I, I'm sure she doesn't have this phone, but her and I. I, I just notice this is a trend, so let's keep an eye. I want to keep an eye on that. Okay. You and I can visit about that again later. Right. I, I just want to bring that up to you and see if you start noticing huh. as well. Okay, it's a weird trend. I think now I'm starting, see, to, I'm my, starting to pick yeah. up. So okay, see if you see it sometimes too. But okay, rewind. <laughs> um, what was the question? So how do you, <laughs> how do our viewers and listeners get in touch with Billy? And if you want to give me hey, your cell man. number, go ahead. Energyfc.com. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Already get enough phone calls as it is. Um, energyfc.com, billy.walton uh, at energyfc.com. Email me um, at billydubs uh, on Twitter, which is my favorite social media. I'm starting to get into Instagram. It's still foreign for me because I don't, mm-hmm. I try not to take a lot of pictures. I do take a lot of them, most of them are my cat, which is another story we can talk about another time. Um, I love dogs, but my cat fascinates me. Um, but I try to live in moments. Yeah. And sometimes I wish I'd taken more or done a little bit more. So Instagram's something I'm getting interested in. But um, at Billy Dubs on Twitter, Billy Walton on Facebook, reach out to me. I'll friend you. I don't care. Um, but uh, I do turn off my notifications on Facebook because it did get a little Facebook mm. is, a, is a hot and cold with me. I got you. I got uh, you. love Twitter. It's, it's negative it can get sometimes. I love being on yeah. Twitter and just oh, scrolling through, here, man. man. And I love your positivity you bring to it. So that keeps me, you're keeping me back in Twitter. Um, uh, at Billy Dubs on, on Twitter or on Instagram as well. Um, but just coming down 1001 North Broadway, Energy FC offices come down. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and talk with anybody. Yeah. Uh, or Taft Stadium, at least 17 times out of the year, I'll be there. Yeah. And season kicks off here in actually four months. Yeah, so. four months. So we'll, we'll get the schedule here. I think in December, we have league meetings coming up in mid December. Awesome. So we'll start, I'm sure we'll learn about some new fun things that we'll get to get to do through the league and right. uh new teams are getting announced to uh, queensboro so they're going to have a team in uh, queens new york which nice. is pretty cool that is cool uh, david Villa is attached to it yeah. so that's awesome that is cool uh we won't get to play them probably unless we make it to the championship at the same time they do but hey you never know yeah um but then we got uh san diego coming in mm-hmm. and i'm sure uh, we got a few uh, they they got a little bit more time so if there are any other teams that come in we'll know about them i'd say before christmas uh, but we'll have a schedule out. Uh, kickoff season in March. Yep. We'll have uh, we'll have a lot of fun, man. Yeah. That's that's gonna be it's gonna be get uh, we'll get a little weird. It, it'll it'll be fun though. I want to make sure uh, when people have uh, when people come out to the to the matches, they have a good yeah. time. And whether whether awesome. we we win or lose or we walk away with the draw, people can walk away with at least a smile yeah. and say, "Hey, that's something I want to be a part of." Yeah. Now I I enjoyed this past season. Uh, when you had Verl out there too, you had Kyle Dillingham. Love you, Kyle. You, you I, I could him. do a podcast on Kyle Dillingham and yeah. my fascination with him. Yeah, he's, he's such a on. cool dude. Yeah, tell him hi for me. He probably uh-huh. has no idea who I am or remembers me, but every time I run into him, he is such a nice person. He, yeah. he is just loves doing what he's doing. Oh yeah, and could care less about anything else. As long he's playing the violin, he's entertaining people. Carefree, love. Yeah. I love seeing that. That's just yeah. so cool. But yeah, go. Sorry, yeah. I just want to. Every time somebody talks about Kyle Dillingham, I want to talk about how positive that guy is because he is. He's legit. So man. fun to watch. Yeah. He's just entertaining. That's just. That's all I can say. That's yeah. hopefully that's a compliment to him. I think it would be, but 
Oh yeah, love his music. Love love how entertaining he is. I actually had lunch with his dad at just really a few weeks ago. I invited his dad to come to lunch with me. That's pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Good dude love too, it. man. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've done with Kyle. I, I think uh, I love doing different things. Music. Yeah. I mean, not just my daughter, but with me, my whole life has been something I've always been passionate about. Mm-hmm. I've never. I always. I tried to play guitar. I don't think I could really dedicate myself to it so it never worked out yeah. i wasn't passionate i wasn't as passionate as i think uh, you need to be for that because that's yeah. not easy playing a musical instrument i have the utmost mm-hmm. respect for anybody that 100 goes into the music industry or try you know does that thing as a creativity uh, because it's it's tough oh, yeah. it's tough to learn it's tough to maintain you really have to be dedicated and that's something i really respect my daughter for but uh it's doing those kind of things yeah. having different things to sing the anthem yeah it's fun. I'll have some more tricks yeah. up my sleeve for next year, too. Love it, man. Okay. Last question for you. Yes. Well, it won't let you approve this podcast. I approve of this podcast. <laughs> I love it. 100%. Man. My name is William, and I definitely approve this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, brother. Love Appreciate you, man. You. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. That was awesome, fun, man. Anytime. God. Anytime. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today. Every day, make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast. <laughs>